Welcome to Emran's podcast, episode number 24. This is your host Suman Silva. Just to build on your base and just to be sure you're, you know, starting off at the right place and not taking too much. Visit emrans.coms to listen to our previous podcast shows, links to our social media channels and more. I'd like to welcome Tony Fury to Emran's podcast. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Suman, how is your running going? I've been taking it slow after Vermont, just doing a little um, tapering right now. Have you recovered from Vermont? I think I have. I think I'm feeling pretty good. Have you scheduled any race for the fall or are you just uh still waiting on? I don't have anything at all scheduled right now. I'm just uh running for fun right now. That's usually great to run for fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. For for a change, I guess. Can you tell us about your running journey, how you started running and what how far have you gone so far? Yeah, most recently I started back in 2002. I decided I was going to run a marathon, hadn't been running, and just uh, picked Chicago and started training for it off the Internet. And just uh, a buddy and I ran Chicago in 2002 and thought, well, I can do better next time. So I did it the next year and did a little bit better and just started doing a few marathons. And then back in 2005, did my first trail run, and I decided I liked the trails a lot better. So in 2007, I went to Laurel, Mississippi and did the 50K in, at the Laurel, Mississippi 50 over there. And then from there, it kind of just took off, did some 50Ks and kind of ventured on a little bit there, did Pine Mountain 40 and a couple of races like that, did several stage races in Chattanooga and other areas and just uh, kind of went from there. What did you make you start running? Was it just uh, want to get healthy or lose weight or medical reason? No, I just wanted I just wanted to do it, just to have something to accomplish. And then when I, I did, I realized that trails are what I love. And so I spent countless days and hours out at Oak Mountain by myself just running through the woods and I was unaware at that time that other people actually did it as well. So I would go out there and never see anybody for hours. So how was the trail back in when you started 2005, correct? That's what you said. You start running That's trails. Right. That's that, that was my first trail race. Yes. Uh-huh. That was and long so I, before I I actually running. I mean, I was I didn't start running till 2007, so. Mhm. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't have a plan. I just kind of went out there and ran. I love being outside a lot of time to just clear your head and pray and think and just enjoy being outside. There were a lot of people running back then or or the trail running was not as popular as now, correct? I don't think it was anything like it was. I think there were people doing it. I just didn't know it and they didn't know I was out there. So everybody did their own thing and now of course with with butts and a lot of the new organizations out there, people are more inclined to run together and be aware of what other people are doing. So since uh 2002, how many marathons, ultra marathons have you done so far? Oh, I don't even know, probably 25 or so, I don't know. I I've really kept up with it. Most of the uh runs recently have been more of training runs and not really races, just leading up to some other race. So I I'll do 50k's and things like that as a training run towards something else usually. So when whenever you do uh this kind of training runs, do you like to go in a group or are are you running by yourself now still or how does that work for you? The... It, it'll vary. I I kind of do my own pace and do my own thing, but I do enjoy going with friends and just taking a leisurely pace as a training run. I do a lot of that. So especially what when I was setting up for my first 100 attempt at Penhody 2 years ago, I really enjoyed getting together with people and doing long runs and making new friends in that at that time frame. So during this time, uh we'll we'll get back to Penhody and uh, Vermont in a little bit later on. Um during this time as you're building up from going non-runner to runner to ultimately become ultra marathon, do you had any struggles? So I did experience some injuries during the time I had had stress fractures and things like that that would come up that would put me out of commission for a while and I've never really followed a very strict plan I've kind of just gone with what I felt you know I would I would run long or do things based on what my body felt like I've never run every day I've always been one who runs 3 to 4 times a week maybe at the most and even in training I never really went past that so 
I just really just enjoyed being out there and just like today, I don't even remember the watch today. I just enjoyed going out and running. So you're not one of those like to count miles and uh, hours, but you just want to go whatever you feel like. Is that what it sounds like? I will track it somewhat, but I'm not real strict about it. Got you. In 2014, you you attempted Pinhoti. Uh, that was that your first uh, attempt to Pinhoti, or did you try that before? Yeah, that, that that was my first attempt at Pinhoti or any hundred. Yes, it was. Why would you want to run a hundred? Well, I never thought I would. I, I paced and crewed at Pinhoti for probably seven or eight years prior to that time, and had several friends that had done it. I'd been around it, and I thought to myself, "Why would anybody do this?" And never had a desire to do it. And then just going through a lot of personal things in my life, I would get out and run by myself, and thought, "I'm going to do this." And so. I did just kind of get away from things and enjoy being outside for hours on, on end and um, just enjoy doing it. I said, I'm going to go for it. And so uh, at that time, a couple of years ago, I was probably in the best shape of my life. And so I had no doubt I would finish it. How was your training for, for that Pinhoti? So? Well, actually, I did have a coach at that time. That was the one and only time I've ever had somebody actually put a plan together for me. And I followed it somewhat as much as I could as far as when to run, how much to run, and how to run and what and the details of that. I did that and tried to work on my eating better and followed that the best I could. So I, I was much more stringent at that time than I had ever been in my life as far as keeping a plan and following it. You just a minute ago, you mentioned that you couldn't finish it. So what happened there? Well, as everybody does, we start off feeling great. And my plan was to take it easy, which I was doing. So I was going on ML18. I felt something hit my knee and I didn't know what it was. I knew something was wrong. I said, well, I'll just keep walking. I was had plenty of time, so I kept walking from aid station to aid station. I thought, it's got to get better after a while, and it never did. And so uh, I get to Ball Rock where my crew were, and I, they kept me going. And so just after Ball Rock, I decided that I'm not going to keep walking another 25 miles like this because at some point I'll miss a cutoff, and I'm probably injuring myself more. So about mile 44, right before the aid station, I said that was it, and so I cut it out at that time just because I wasn't going to push myself and injure myself anymore. Definitely. Uh, I I went through, I think we ran the same year, I'm from mile 27 to mile 80, I kind of run, walk it, and I, I went through a lot of pain, but I continued. It was any point I would have given up. You know, going 100 and suffering like that is not a fun experience. The concern I had was, am I doing any damage to myself? And so I went back and got a lot of treatment, a lot of help, and I did realize that it was the right decision at that time to, to quit. Even though I felt, I felt I was in great shape, I never thought I wouldn't finish, but it was, just wasn't my day. Definitely. Fast forward to uh, 2016, and then you recently ran another 100. Tell us about that That's journey. Cool. Well, that was in Vermont, and the way that came about is one of our local friends here from Birmingham moved up there to do a residency. And so it turned into five of us from Birmingham, and about 10 crew and pacers went with us up to Vermont for the 100 back in July of this year of 16. And it was a, it was a journey. You know, all of us got together and had many meetings throughout the way, uh, ran some together, raced some together. It was just kind of a group effort almost, even though it's an individual effort, we were doing it together. So all five of us went up there and all five of us finished. And it was for four of us, it was their first hundred. Was there motivation for you to finish because you went with a group where all of you finished and you wanted to finish too? I would say the motivation was more encouragement. And so my goal from the very beginning was to be the last person in the race, to go slow and then go slower, because I knew that I couldn't bank any time in 100, and so I needed I had 30 hours to do it. So as I started off, I held back. About mile 20 in was the last time I saw the remaining 
butts group with us. They, they went ahead and I, I was back. And so um, about my 45, I was walking up a road and the guy from Germany comes up and talks to me and says, well, two miles and, and I'm done. I'm like, what? He goes, well, we, we have cut off and we'll be done. And he was dropping out of the race. And I'm thinking, that's not me. At that time was the biggest down point in the race for me, probably. So I look up ahead on the road and I see my pacer. I get to the aid station and it's 6 p.m. the cutoff. And I was the last person in the race. So from that point forward, I was convinced I would finish. And so from aid station to aid station, I was the last person barely making the cutoffs. And throughout the night, it got dark about, oh gosh, as I was reaching one aid station without a headlamp. And at mile 69, I got my pacer and we took off. About mile 75, it starts a thunder and lightning storm. And it was just, it was just all night long like that. And I thought to myself, there's no way I'm not going to finish this. I'll keep moving forward movement because I know it's mental at this point. And so I kept going and kept going. And ultimately, I reached a point to where I had to catch one of the other runners that was with our group. And she had been sick and caught her. And we had just a matter of minutes left. And so I did finish with 30 hours was the cutoff. And I finished in 29, 54, 23. That was pretty close. That was close. What did you feel after you finished? It's really hard to describe. Because what happens is it wasn't just me finishing a race. Everybody's pulling for you. Everybody's checking on you. And you're checking on them. And so... It was a very emotional time. So if you had to do it, would you do it again? You know, at that time I would say no, but a couple of days later I'm saying yes. Definitely. I heard a lot about Vermont uh, race and I was recommended to go there. Tell us about the overall setting of the Vermont 100. Well, it's, it starts at 4 a.m. in the dark and there's a simultaneous horse race with it as well too. We, we weren't disturbed by that, but there was going on at the same time. We saw some horses out there. So we get up and we're there for a 4 a.m. start and... You know, it was, you know, 350 people there, and we take off in the dark. It's the only time I've run and had two sunrises during my same run, and that was kind of an interesting thing. But it, it was it was not a bad course. It was it was constantly rolling. It was a lot of uh, what we would consider Jeep trails or dirt roads. It was not nearly as technical as we have here in the south, um, but it was continually rolling, so you couldn't really get a lot of speed up for me in some areas, but it was good. I mean, the volunteers were fantastic. The race was fantastic. It was marked well. I would highly recommend it. Definitely. I think I'm looking into going there next year if I can figure out my summer schedule. It, it is fantastic. It really is. And when the when you get out there in the middle of Vermont, there's not a lot of people and businesses out there. You look up in the sky as clear as can be, beautiful stars. It's just a wonderful environment. It really is. Talking about your never giving up attitude that you had for Vermont as well as uh, what you tried to pull at Penhody. You know, looking back, what was that a ride decision for both races for continue going however far one you finished and the other one you stopped? Yes. I, 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 looking back, I think it's definitely the right decisions. It was very different because I was much more prepared at Pinhoti than I was Vermont. I, I was even told that I didn't train like the others because I kind of wing it sometimes. I'll get in a long run, but I don't. I'm not real strict about everything. If I miss a run, I'm not upset about it. And I just ran long sometimes. And that's what I did. And so my mindset was I'll keep moving until I finish. And so during the night, when you're in, in the rain and thunder and lightning and you can see 10 feet ahead of you at the most, your world is within 10 feet for hours. You just keep moving forward. That's all you do. And I'd seen people many times just lose it in races like this, just emotionally fall apart. And I never hit a place where I didn't think I was going to finish. I never felt wiped out. I mean, I actually felt significantly better at the end than I thought I would feel because I didn't go out too fast. I held back. And because of that, I was able to keep going. So it truly is better to pace yourself and go slow and to hold out for later because that enabled me to finish. Whenever uh, people give up, you know, is it is it more mental 
I mean, sometimes it's physical for sure. Uh, is it a mental also when people are still able to move, but uh, they stop because they don't want to take, think, it, take it anymore? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's far more mental than people realize. It really is. People will say that, but that is so true because you can do more than you think you can do and you just keep doing it. So you've got to convince yourself of that and just keep doing it. But when do you know it's enough? You know, when do you know it's time to stop? I mean, even for you, for, for at Vermont, you're so close to cutoff time. And like the the guy from Germany, you, you you had a different attitude than from him. When do you know that you, you're going to just keep on going regardless? It's really not an option. I mean, you, you just have decided ahead of time, you'll keep going to the end. So so you just stay with that attitude. and yeah. you, you go till you miss a cutoff if you're going to be that, that close to the finish, yeah. Definitely. Unless you've got a major injury, you'll keep going. If I have a pacers, uh, I tell them that as long as it's in a, not a medical situation, don't try to pull me off from the course. And that's true because at mile 69, we had a pacer, and I had a pacer local who go with me, and I, and I told her, I said, tell me the time, tell me the distance, but don't talk to me. I, I would literally say just keep going because I don't want to talk. I just want to keep moving because I'd been alone for probably 50 miles. And so just I was in that mode of I'm, I'm good by myself. Just keep me going and I'll go. Definitely. I think I think you you really had a mind of want to just continue and finish that race at Vermont. That's right. Okay, so it's in topic a little bit. Tell me some other things you do beyond running. Uh, yeah. that, that's about it. Run, work, family, kids. Yeah, that's, that's about it, you know. Love outdoors. Me and my kids ride four-wheelers and do fun stuff at our land and stuff like that. We're outdoors people, yeah. How long have you been an outdoor person? Well, assuming I pretty much have been outdoors my whole life. I grew up in the country in South Alabama, so I've always been around that. As an adult, I've always had you know hunting land, recreation property I'd go to and take the kids riding the four-wheeler and camping out. So I've always done that and enjoy being outside and still do that today. Also, assuming like recently this past uh, few months back, I went to the Grand Canyon by myself. I was in, out there for business and Decided to take it three or four days and just went to the Grand Canyon, hiked around for, you know, 10, 12 hours and just enjoyed being out there and being in nature and just enjoying it and, and just having the solitude of being out there by myself. It was great. Uh, did you do it part of the rim to rim or you were just uh, out hiking? Well, I, I was mostly hiking because of the time of the year. It was, I believe it was in uh, March. The north rim was not open, so I really couldn't access that safely. So I just went from, you know, basically from the south rim to Phantom Ranch and back. Yeah, I've never done a Grand Canyon. I'd love to go out there. It, it is spectacular. It is so much more than a picture could ever tell you. It really is. Out of all the running you have done so far, what is the farthest have you traveled? I never had. Most of the stuff's been in the southeast, most of it. Yeah, but I think most of us, we run southeast. Most of my running is in racing ultra-distance races in the southeast. Mm, that's true. All right, uh, let's move to sprint round. Tony, are you ready for Emron's uh, sprint round? I sure I am. What type of shoes do you wear? Well, I typically run in the Ultra Olympus. So same shoes, same type of shoes for uh, racing or training or both? How, how does that work for you? I use those pretty much all the time. If I were going to run like in a shorter distance, like maybe a 10, 12 mile race, I might wear my Brooks Cascadias for that. What type of GPS device do you use? I have a Suunto, but I don't have more to watch in about a year. Are you a road runner, trail runner, or both? Um, primarily trail, but I, I do some road running a little bit here and there. But primarily, it's going to be on the trail, so I can do it. Is most of your races now they are um, trail, or do you also do road road races as well? It's a hundred percent trail. So you have gone all trail now. Yes, I mean I haven't run a road race in in years. Is there a reason for that? I just enjoy it. I just enjoy the trails. It's so much more interesting to me. Just, I love being outside in nature like that. And it's better for me, I think. And it's more diverse. The topography is just, I just enjoy it more. 
So talk about trail. What is your favorite trail system? here in Alabama or out, out, of, out of state? Well, for Alabama, I'm going to say Oak Mountain's going to be the, be the place for me. Um, I'm really fond of Chattanooga, too. Chattanooga's got some wonderful trails, and so if I didn't live in Birmingham, I might be living in Chattanooga. Have you run any races at Chattanooga? I've, I've done several things up there. I've done, I've done the stage race up there three years, I believe. I've done um, I've run all the mountains up there. I, I did a, actually did a 50-miler up there this year. It was actually on a pavement to qualify for Vermont, so I did that, but that's the only pavement I ran on this year, um, but that was in Chattanooga as well, too. I didn't know that you have, you have to qualify for Vermont. You have to run a 50-mile under 12 hours. Got you. Or run a 100-miler? Yeah, I, I think I do, too, yes. What is your favorite race so far? It's got to be Vermont. Are you downhill racer or uphill climber? I would say if I'm racing like for a fast, small, shorter race, I'm going to be downhill. And if I'm in a longer distance, so let's say you know 50K or more, I'm just going to be just probably equivalent on each one. What type of hydration plan do you use? Well, I typically go for water if it's a short distance. Anything over probably, you know, 20 miles, I'm going to probably put some Gatorade. For example, I don't do a lot of the drinks like people like Tailwind and Carl Pro. I don't drink any of that. So, for example, my hydration plan for Vermont was 20 miles of water, 80 miles of Gatorade, and it worked perfect. So you have not caught up to the, the craze of uh, Tailwind. I've tried it. I don't like it. I'm same here. I cannot uh, get used to it. I have tried many races. When I run a uh, Southeastern Trail Series, we have those. Mm-hmm. I usually go back to water and eventually mm-hmm. like you. And the, most of my trainings are water. Uh, mm-hmm. I drink a lot of water. so Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I agree. What type of training plan do you use or do you just run? You know, I use a pretty light one. I'll set, set out and plan certain long runs for me and especially if i have a group i'm running with i'll do something like that but i'm not strict to following a specific plan um i'm more inclined to say i'm going to run five hours today or i'm going to run a certain time frame as opposed to certain miles so miles is not as important for you than the time and under your feet is that what how you look at it that's exactly right yes it also depends on where i'm running depending on what course so if i were like in the vermont case i ran at red mountain more because that was more similar to that type of trail Got you. So you try to mimic the courses that you may be running in the races. If I can do that, I do that, yes. Have you done the Pinhoti Trail? Like, you know, once in a while the whole group goes out there? I've done training runs there with the group, yes, I've done that. As an ultra runner, what type of uh, nutrition plan do you follow? That is probably my weakest area. So I I probably just eat whatever. So I'm not not one to ask about following any advice on what I do. Definitely. I mean, that's advice on itself because... If that's yeah. what it works for you, and maybe it works for. Yeah, I'm I'm not good on that type of topic for sure. Definitely, we just want to know: Are you going to do any hundred anytime soon, or are you going to wait for a while? Of course, I put my name in the hat for Western States. I've got to do that. So if it, if I by chance get in there, I'll do that. Otherwise, I don't have any specific plans. I'm probably looking at doing a Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim this spring or something around that time frame. For sure, fun. Is there a race that you have not run? so far you you would like to run other than western state that's probably it right now that's that's as far as my my thinking goes right now go to western state that's it i mean we'll see how that goes if i can get in or not i'll probably make another uh run at pinhoti at some point i'm sure before we conclude our interview can you give a word of advice to a runners who wants to run their first hundred miler i think the most important thing is to have a good base just to build on your base and just to be sure you're you know starting off at the right place, not taking on too much at one time. But if you've got a good base, you can just build upon that and you can do more than you think you can do. Follow your plan and just follow it. That sounds like good advice. Thanks for your time, Tony. Thank you, Simon. <laughs>